right, all right, okay, okay. What is up, everybody? It is LJ Talks Facts. We're here. Expensive facts, like always, of course. Hope you guys are enjoying your Tuesday afternoon so far. I'm doing pretty good. This is my NFL uh, Week 14 predictions of the 2021 NFL season. I went 8-6 and six with my Week 13 predictions. Not bad. I started off good, but I was wrong about a lot of the afternoon games. But I went 8-6, and six, so not a bad week. Let's not waste any time right here. As, uh, I do want to let you guys know, I might do an episode tomorrow if the New York Islanders actually snap their 11-game losing streak tonight against the Ottawa Senators. Because I definitely want to talk about them when their losing streak ends. Hopefully it's tonight so I can talk about it tomorrow. But if they lose tonight, then, you know, we'll definitely gonna, we're definitely going to talk Thursday with the AEW Dynamite review. So I hope to talk to you guys tomorrow. So hopefully the Islanders can snap this losing streak. We'll see what happens, though. Let's not waste any time here with week 14 of the 2021 NFL season. Let's get to the first game of the week. So the first game of the week on Thursday Night Football, on Thursday, of course, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Minnesota Vikings. And I did tell you guys this. You can go back and listen to my week 13 predictions. I did say I wouldn't be surprised if the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Baltimore Ravens. And I really should have picked the Steelers. I really should have because I would have been right. Steelers just beat them by a point. Just by a point. You know, I get what they were doing at the end right there. The Ravens, they were going for the win right there because you never know what can happen in overtime because I believe there was like 19 seconds left on the clock right there. So I know they were going for the win. In reality, I think I probably would have done the same thing as well. But it backfired on the Ravens. You know, Mark Andrews wasn't able to, get, wasn't able to make the catch. You know, it's what it is. Tough loss for the Ravens. But like I did tell you guys, I wouldn't be surprised if the Pittsburgh Steelers win the game. And they did. I told you guys that, you know, I was leaning towards Pittsburgh for a second. But I thought, nah, the Ravens are the better team. It'll be a close game. It's a division rival game. I, don't, I couldn't see the Steelers getting blown out back-to-back weeks. That's a big win for the Steelers. The Steelers are such a weird team because reportedly, like, this might be a Big Ben's last season. Those reports started to come out again, so it's been a weird year for the Steelers, and they're still in it. They're still in it. They could win that division probably still. Well, you would need the Ravens to really fall off a cliff, and I don't think that's going to happen. That's just a bad setback right there, but unbelievable. Unbelievable win for the Steelers right there. And the Vikings, they're coming off losing now two in a row. They just lost to the winless Detroit Lions back on Sunday. Oh, my gosh. And the weird thing is the Vikings, they're still in it, too. They're only a game out of a playoff spot, so they're very much in it. But, oh, my God. That is heartbreaking right there. That is seriously heartbreaking. But you know what? Detroit deserved that win after everything that's been going on in Michigan. We know the uh, the school shooting that happened there recently. My And my heart goes out to everybody out there in Michigan that, had, that has been suffering through this tragedy, because that's what it is right there. And God bless that one kid right there who put his life on the line right there. I don't remember his name, but I have seen it all over social media. Let me, let me pull up his name. I, I got to pull up his name now. I got to do that. Let me see if I can find his name real quickly, because I don't want to be like that. Let me find his name. Let me see. Hold on. Um... I know he was wearing like a, I don't know if he was wearing like a varsity type of jacket or if he was wearing a Michigan jacket, I believe. Let's see. Uh, 
gotta find his name real quickly because he's on my mind right now. Let's see, what's his name? Let's see. Uh, here, yeah, I see him like right here. Just gotta find his name first. Uh, what's his name? Uh, see, here it is. Yeah, Tate Meyer. Tate Meyer, that kid right there. God bless that kid for what he did. God bless him. Right there, putting his own life on the line right there to save other kids. God bless him. Just a horrible, horrible thing that happened out there. It really was. It really, really was. But God bless that kid right there. That kid is a hero. So Michigan right there, the state of Michigan, they deserve that win. They absolutely deserved it. But you know, you look back now on the Vikings now. In a game they should have won. Back-to-back games, the Vikings definitely should have won. In reality, they should be 7-5. and five, But now they flip it around. They're 5-7. and seven. I don't like their chances going forward. I really don't. So in the end right here, between the Steelers and the Vikings, it's an interesting Thursday night matchup. We, now, we know how Kirk Cousins is in primetime games. Doesn't really end well that much, and I think it's going to stay the same right here because I got the Pittsburgh Steelers beating the Minnesota Vikings to start off week 14. So now let's get to our Sunday games. We have an AFC North matchup between the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns. So like I just mentioned, the Baltimore Ravens coming off losing to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it was a close one. Like I mentioned, it was a close one, just a rough loss right there. The Cleveland Browns had a bye week last week. The last team they did play was the Baltimore Ravens, and that was on Sunday Night Football in Baltimore where Lamar Jackson threw four interceptions and the Ravens somehow still won the game. So, you know, Cleveland's got to be fuming right now. They have to be fuming. Because the Ravens, in reality, they should really be 7-5. They should not have won that game right there. Cleveland should be one game behind them. They really should. Shouldn't be two games behind them. But Cleveland did that to themselves by not capitalizing on, a, on big opportunities right there two weeks ago. They did it to themselves. So going into this game right here, I think it's going to be more of a defensive game like it was two weeks ago in Baltimore. So that's how I see it. It's going to be a defensive game. We know Cleveland's defense is good and Baltimore's defense is good. But now they did lose. They did lose Marlon Humphrey, the Baltimore Ravens, for the rest of the season. So my best wishes go out to him. That's a big loss for the Ravens right there. But I still like their defense against a very big Cleveland offense other than, you know, Nick Chubb, and, you know, that's really their best part of their offense. That's really it. Um, again, I feel like it'll be more of a defensive game like it was two weeks ago, about the same. And in the end, I got the Baltimore Ravens bouncing back and winning this game in Cleveland. Next game right here, we have an AFC South matchup between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans. So the Jacksonville Jaguars are coming off getting blown out in L.A. by the Rams. So that was... That was expected right there, and I really expected that out of the Rams. I did say they have to blow out the Jags. They have to. There's no doubt in my mind. Their defense did great, hold them to seven points. They dropped 37 on them. You know, the Jags, they stuck around for a long while in this game in the thir- until like the, um, early on in the third quarter where the Rams shut them down right there, and offensively they got to them, so that was about it. So that's what they were supposed to do, the L.A. Rams. And the Tennessee Titans are coming off a bye week after 
losing in New losing in New England, getting blown out there in New England. I really like the Titans, but they are a crumbling team right here. You know, with Tannehill not being the same this year, I don't know if we'll see Julio Jones or AJ Brown in this game. I mean, obviously we're not going to see Derrick Henry for a while, like maybe a couple more weeks, or maybe he'll be back in the wild card round for the playoffs. Because I believe the Titans will still make it to the playoffs. Because I don't think the Colts are going to catch them. The Colts just. I don't know. The Colts are just... With Carson Wentz, they're not going to catch them. They're just not going to do that. But um, in the end right here, I got the Tennessee Titans snapping their two-game losing streak and beating the Jags. I feel like this game will be close because the Titans offensively are in shambles. They are in shambles offensively. So I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think the Titans' defense got to really bail them out. But you have to hope... If you're the Titans, you have to hope you don't catch the Jags on a good day. Trevor Lawrence... Goes back to his Clemson days and torches them. Just saying. Just saying. So now we got an AFC West matchup right here between the Las Vegas Raiders and the Kansas City Chiefs. So after I thought the Raiders were back after beating my Cowboys on Thanksgiving, they definitely are. They're coming off a tough loss to the Washington football team, 17-15, and now they just lost Kenyon Drake for the rest of the season. I believe he broke his ankle. My best wish is... Go out to Kenyon Drake. This is the second time it's happened to him in the last couple years. And I've always liked him. A solid running back. Great Miami. Has been solid out there for Vegas. So that's a tough loss. And the Kansas City Chiefs, they're still rolling. Big win against Denver on Sunday Night Football. You know, Mahomes, not a great game, though. Just not a great game out of Mahomes. The Chiefs' defense has been their best part. Most of the season right now. Their defense was horrible starting the season. Mahomes was actually playing, despite the turnovers, Mahomes was still playing, you know, good. But Mahomes just really, other than that game against Vegas a couple weeks ago where he torched them, Mahomes has been very average this year, but the Chiefs' defense has improved so much. Ever since they played the Giants, their defense has been one of the best defenses in the league. They've been amazing, and they were great against Denver. And I think they're going to be great against Vegas again. You know, defense does win championships. You know, we all rode off the Chiefs, and I felt the same way. I didn't think the Chiefs were going to really go far. I thought, okay, they're done right now. They're, they're, you know, they're in shambles, you know. They're whatever right now. But I think come uh, playoff time, they're going to be a dangerous team. They st- they're still a dangerous team. They really are. You know, you can't take them lightly. So in the end right here in this AFC West matchup, I got the Kansas City Chiefs winning this game and just writing off the Raiders for good. Because this is it right here. This is the Raiders season. It's on the line. It's on the line. This is it. You got to win this game. You don't win, it's over. It'd be a real shame, though. Next matchup right here, we got the New Orleans Saints and the New York Jets. The New Orleans Saints now have lost five games in a row right here. They're coming off, losing to my Cowboys. Taysom Hill was embarrassing in that game. Other than running-wise, he was great. Throwing-wise, he was terrible. I mean, the Saints' defense, they're doing all they can. They've done all they can these last five games. But ever since they lost Jamison, ever ever since they lost Jameis Winston, I said Jameson for a second, but ever since they lost Jameis Winston, they have not been the same team. And I think the final nail in their coffin was definitely losing Alvin Kamara, who still hasn't returned from his injury. So it's been tough for them. It really has been. It really has been tough for the New Orleans Saints. It really has. They got the New York Jets right here. They're coming off losing to the Eagles. It's just like, okay, whatever. 
Like, I thought maybe the Jets were going to pull it off, but Gardner Minshew. Oh, okay, they faced a bad defense in the Jets. You know, the Jets' defense hasn't been good all year. Their defense has been, been terrible. It really has been. So it's whatever there. But this game right here, eh, this is a game I really don't have much to say about. It's like you got two bad teams. you got the Saints that have lost five in a row. You got the Jets who just are coming off a loss. Whoever even starts for the Saints, whether it's Simeon or whether it's, you know, Taysom Hill, doesn't really matter. Because whoever's going to start, the Saints will win. I got, I got the New Orleans Saints beating the Jets in this game. It's going to be like a whatever type of game. It's not really going to matter to me. But I got the Saints winning this game. So now we got an NFC East matchup between my Dallas Cowboys and the Washington football team. Oh boy, things are interesting now in the NFC East. So my Dallas Cowboys are coming off embarrassing the New Orleans Saints on Thursday Night Football. That was a huge win right there. Washington football team has now won four games in a row. They just beat Vegas. And that's something though, how that uh, the, the new Washington kicker, that was his first ever kick right there. They were down by one. I believe it was like a 40-plus yard field goal attempt. And he nailed it. And he's from Maryland, so he's a local kid right there. That's a pretty cool story. I'm not going to lie. That is pretty cool. But um, Washington's only two games behind the Cowboys. So this game will really determine the Dallas Cowboys season. It really will. Because if the Cowboys win this game, if they win this game against Washington right here, this will lock down the division. Because then Washington will be three games behind us. And we will be 3-0 against the division. Because right now we're 2-0. Washington's only 1-0. Washington's only played the division once. And that was when they played the Giants back in September. So they have not played the division all year since September. It's been all different teams. Nobody in the NFC East. So this game will determine... It will determine the NFC East right here. The Cowboys have to win. And Dak Prescott 7-1... Against Washington, the only the only time he lost to Washington was in Washington back in 2018, and that was before the Amari Cooper trade. You know, other than that, and we can say, what about last year? Well, last year, Dak didn't face Washington. That was Andy Dalton that faced them both times. That wasn't Dak. It doesn't go on his record. So, and Washington destroyed us last year. So, you know, the Cowboys are out for revenge. Well, Dak plays good against them. But Washington's defense has gotten a whole lot stronger. They really have. Ever since Chase Young went down, that defense has stepped up. That next man up mentality, they have stepped it up, Washington. They seriously have. That's been their best part because their offense has been kind of, you know, eh. You know, I still like Heineke and, you know, they got Gibson and McKisson. You got Scary Terry. You know, Logan Thomas is okay because they fear that he tore his ACL in the game against uh, Vegas. But he's all good. We'll see if he plays on Sunday against my Cowboys. So in the end right here, it's going to be a good old division rival game. I feel like it'll be close. But in the end, my Dallas Cowboys will lock down the division this Sunday, and they will beat the Washington football team. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. I forgot to mention, the teams that are not playing this week are the Indianapolis Colts, the Miami Dolphins, the New England Patriots, and the Philadelphia Eagles. So those are the teams that are not playing this week. I gotta do it like before the or like before uh, I get to the first pick. So next right here we got an NFC South matchup between the Atlanta Falcons and the uh, Carolina Panthers. Uh, I mean, okay, I guess we gotta talk about this game right here. It's 
the division rival rival game they really don't care about, you know. The uh, the Falcons coming off losing to the Bucks last week. I thought maybe the Falcons could have a chance, and you know, it was a close game. They only lost by 13 points. That's really not, you know, terrible. It's it's really not. You know, they had a chance. It just they still have not beaten. They still have not beaten Tom Brady. I believe Brady's now 10 and 0 against them. So that's insane. Just the Falcons can't beat them. They just can. The Carolina Panthers are coming off a bye week, but before the bye week, they got in. They got embarrassed in Miami. Oh my God, Cam Newton looked so horrible in that game. He looked so bad. Like I don't know. I. I really thought Cam Newton going back to Carolina was going to be great for them. I mean, they snuck out a win in Arizona even though he didn't get most of the reps. And even though they lost to Washington, he didn't play that bad. But man, did he look so human against Miami. He looked so bad against them. I don't know if it was like 5 for 21 with two picks or two or three picks, something like that. Oh my God, did he look bad. I think he maybe like that 30 or 40 yards. He looked so bad from what I saw. Didn't look confident. He looked so human in that game. Oh my God. He looked like an XFL quarterback in an NFL world. Like he looked so bad. Jesus. So in the end right here with this game though, between the Falcons and the Panthers, I mean, both teams' seasons are both on the line in this game. And I really thought Carolina would be in a playoff spot right now. I thought with all the talent, but you know, McCaffrey, we know is out for the rest of the season. And it's a real shame what's going on with him. And now Newton playing terrible. It's a real shame. I believe they did fire their offensive coordinator. So that guy's out. Whoever, you know, who cares? It's a real shame there. It's just in the end right here with this matchup, I'm going to lean towards the Carolina Panthers and they will beat the Atlanta Falcons. So there, there you have it right there. So now let's get to our last 1 o'clock game this Sunday. We got the Seattle Seahawks and the Houston Texans. When you would look at this game on the schedule, you would look at Russ versus Deshaun Watson. We're getting probably Russell Wilson versus David Mills or Tyrod Taylor. I mean, the Seahawks, they're coming off a, a pretty big win against the 49ers. That was a big win right there. I mean, if Washington, would, if, if Seattle would have beaten Washington, they'd be 5-7 and seven right now. They'd be very much alive for a playoff spot. But they're 4-8. They, you can still say they do have a chance, which is crazy. But, um, no, Russ looked a lot better against the 49ers. You know, he looked more confident, you know, throwing-wise. He looked good. Um, the Texans... I believe they're coming off getting shut out by the Colts. Was it the Colts? E- yes, it was. Yeah, 31 to nothing. Oh, my God. It's a real shame out there in Houston. It just really is. I have nothing much to say about this game. If, if, if Deshaun Watson was playing, I'd be interested, but I'm just not. I feel like Russ and the Seahawks offense will torch the Texans. The Texans offense won't do anything. I'd be surprised. If the Texans don't get shut out again, but I don't think that'll happen. They'll probably get a touchdown, a field goal, and that'll be all she wrote. But at the end of this game right here, I got the Seattle Seahawks getting another win by beating the Houston Texans, as if anybody really cares. Oh, but now we get to our 4 o'clock games. Here's a game I don't think most people are going to care that much about. 
We got the Detroit Lions who finally got a win against the Denver Broncos. The Detroit Lions coming off that big win against the Minnesota Vikings. You can say, how is it a big win? They're 1-10-1. Well, I mean, you don't want to be winless. You don't want to be winless. And that's just stating the obvious right there. So I'm happy for Detroit. They got the win. Jared Goff finally got his first win in the NFL without Sean McVay. Because when he went in his first year with the L.A. Rams, that was their first year back in L.A., when he had Jeff Fisher as the head coach, he didn't win. And then McVay took over 2017, and, you know, Goff got a lot of wins right there and got to a Super Bowl. <laughs> and he hadn't won all year with Dan Campbell, but they finally won right there against Minnesota. And here's the thing. I don't hate Jared Goff. Like, I think he's a very, like, average, above-average quarterback. Like, he's a system QB. Like, he is legit a system quarterback. That's what he is. And that's not a knock on him at all. That's just, that's just who he is, though. You know what I mean? He needs to be in that system, like, the Rams system. And I'm not saying Matthew Stafford's a system quarterback, because he's absolutely not. Because even with Detroit, he put up great numbers. He, he did have, you know, Megatron. But even after Megatron left and retired... He was still playing great Stafford, so he's definitely not a system quarterback. We all know Goff is, but I'm all, I'm really happy for Detroit. And Dan Campbell has so much passion for football. It was great to see him in the Lions get the win over Minnesota. That that was nice. That was nice. You know, we know they're still going to be picking number one in the draft most likely because, you know, that's, well, who knows if the Jaguars can be taking over that pick. You, know, you just never know if Detroit wins. You, you just never know. It could be Jacksonville's pick then. But most likely Detroit will get that pick right there. You know, in the mock draft, they're going to get... They're saying that they're going to get Aiden Hutchinson, who I believe is defensive end right there. That would be a nice piece for Detroit. You get a defensive piece. Because defensive piece. we know the QB uh, draft class in 2022 is not great. Unless if somebody really balls out in the combine, you know, then there you go. But uh, right now, it's not looking great. You know, it's not looking like a QB draft. It's definitely not looking like that at all. Um, but yeah, listen, Detroit, they, they went through so much as a franchise. They've gotten embarrassed on Thanksgiving the last couple of years, even though they almost beat Chicago. It's just a real shame what they go through. They've had all this generational talent like Barry Sanders, like um, Megatron, Calvin Johnson, and Matthew Stafford. Just imagine if all three of those guys were in their prime together. They probably could win a Super Bowl. And, you know, you had a monster and the Dominican Sue on defense years ago. Even though he's a piece of shit, that guy, he was a great defensive piece for them. He was still great. Just a real shame what they've went through, you know. I really hope Detroit does, you know, become successful again. And I really want to see them win a Super Bowl. I really do. Like, that's the one team in the NFL that I want to see win a Super Bowl. Because their fans deserve it. They really do. But going forward with their future, I mean, it looks like they have the running back of the future in DeAndre Swift. He's good. He's good. But Goff is, I don't think he's the guy, though, going forward. I, I just don't think he is. And if I'm Detroit, I don't know if I draft a QB, like I said, unless somebody really opens up their eyes, then, yeah, take that quarterback. But for right now, it's not looking like it's going to be a quarterback, you know, draft class. It's not looking like that at all. But that could change. That absolutely could change in a mile. It absolutely could. But the Denver Broncos, I'm really disappointed in them because they had such a huge, huge chance to take over that division, to take over the AFC West on Sunday. They should have legit beat the Chiefs. They legit should have beaten the Chiefs. 
and their offense got embarrassed. Bridgewater looked bad. Denver's defense did all they could because the Denver offense was the worst part of them. In the end right here with this game, I mean, I really wanted Denver to beat Kansas City just so they could tie the division where they would have the tiebreaker. But now, now that's all changed right there. But in the end right here with this game with uh, Detroit and Denver, I'm going with Denver to bounce back and get in a big win right here. You know, we know Denver's season is still on the line, but this is their season right here. They lose to Detroit, it's over. They win, they have a chance. <laughs> so I got Denver beating Detroit in this one. But if you're a Denver fan, don't get too excited. And you can say, oh, well, the season's still alive. Okay, but just let's not get like too ahead of ourselves. So I think they gotta play I think they gotta play the Chiefs the next week. If I'm not mistaken. No, never mind. The Chiefs play the Chargers the next week. Never mind. But um, we'll see what happens. Next game right here, we got the New York Giants and the L.A. Chargers. So the New York Giants had Mike Glennon start against the uh, Miami Dolphins, and I watched most of that game. Oh, my God. He was terrible, Mike Glennon. Like, they really could have chose Colt McCoy over him. I think Colt McCoy would have done much better in this game right here. Probably would have got the Giants a win. And it was crazy. All the Giant fans out there in Miami, well, a lot of them, you know, moved down there. Or, you know, a lot of them just going down there to travel. Felt like a Giants home game. <laughs> it really did. And we know Daniel Jones is still hurt. It's questionable if he's going to play this Sunday against L.A. Most likely he won't. They might, they might, go, to, they might go to Jake Fahm in this game. The kid from uh, the kid that got drafted from Georgia, so he might make his um, NFL debut this Sunday against the Chargers, which would be interesting. I mean, he could have a nice underdog story. You know, he could go in and shock a lot of people. And this is gonna sound like a Giants home game too, because nobody cares about football out there in LA. It just they really don't. Unless, well, Rams, the Rams fan base is much bigger than the uh, Chargers fan base, obviously, but. Um, and the Chargers coming off a big win in Cincinnati. They surprised me. They really surprised me. They went out there and they balled out. It was a great matchup between Herbert and Burrow. The Bengals did not really look that great at all. They made a lot of mistakes on offense. And the Chargers capitalized on them. So I'm happy that I'm, I am happy the Chargers won because I want to see them succeed as well. But um We'll see what happens going forward. But in the end right here between the Giants and the Chargers. I got the Chargers win this game, and they'll be riding a two-game winning streak after this game. Because, you know, the Chargers do play the Chiefs the next game. So this is a big game right here for the Chargers. You could say, oh, it's an easy win. It's really not. The Giants aren't a pushover. Because the Giants' defense is good. Their offense, their offense sucks. Their offense sucks. Like, whoever's a QB doesn't really matter unless Jake Fum really surprises a lot of people. But Kenny Galladay has disappeared the whole season. And they signed him for all that money. I don't even think he has a touchdown yet this year. Saquon, he's just not the same running back. He really isn't. He's really not the same. It's just a real... And we don't know who the Giants QB is going to be after the season. I doubt it's going to be Daniel Jones. I doubt it. And in reality, it shouldn't be. And I'm not saying, like, oh, them drafting Dwayne Haskins would have been different. It would have been the same thing. Dwayne Haskins proved that he's not good. He had, he had good pieces out there. In Washington, and he did terrible. So it wouldn't matter anyway. It would have been just a mistake either way. Even though people wanted Haskins, it wouldn't have went well. You could say, "Well, how? Well, how do you know?" Well, look how Haskins handled himself out there in Washington after losing to Seattle. He was at the strip club. Seriously, you're not focusing on the next game or anything. Come on. 
So we're in the same thing. We're in the same headache right there. They're, they both suck. Jones sucks and Haskins sucks. I would... I mean, come on. They both suck. They both equally suck. But in the end, in the end though, I got the Chargers beating the Giants. So next game right here, we got the San Francisco 49ers and the Cincinnati Bengals. Both teams coming off rough losses. San Francisco 49ers coming off losing by a touchdown in Seattle. And the Bengals getting embarrassed by the Chargers at home. And the Bengals almost came back. They almost came back, but mistakes along the way cost them. They got outplayed by a country mile in this game against L.A. But for a time, the Bengals almost came back. They almost came back. But like I said, mistakes cost them right there. And the Chargers capitalized on those mistakes. Some teams won't, but the Chargers did. You know, this game really is going to determine both team seasons right here. You know, this one's a tough one to pick. It really is. Because the 49ers have been a good road team this year, but they just lost on the road in Seattle. Now you're going to Cincinnati. And the Bengals definitely aren't a pushover either. The Bengals are definitely not a pushover. Bengals are a weird team. They start off, you know, number one in the AFC when they were 5-2. and two. Now they're 7-5. and five, So they're 2-3 and three in their last five. They just completely have, like, not, not, they haven't, like, fallen off. They've just been a weird team the rest of the way. They really have been. Coming off, blowing out the Steelers to getting embarrassed by the Chargers, making mistakes. Jamar Chase has disappeared the last couple weeks. It's a big game for both teams. I wish this game was on Sunday night because it would be a lot of, you know, drama going into this game. You know, but um, this one is a hard one to pick. This is the hardest game to pick this week. It seriously is. It's the hardest game to pick. Like, for me, I don't know for anybody else if they could say the same. In the end right here with this game, oh, my God, this is a hard one. This really is. I almost I almost thought I had it. Like, in my head, I hear 49ers, then I hear Bengals. Like, I'm, gonna have to, I'm just going to have to choose. Obviously, I got to choose. I could say tie, but let's not, let's not hope for that. That would be terrible. Um, in the end, shit, 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 shit. I'm going to have to say... Both teams will be seven and six because I'm going at the end of the day. Both teams will be seven and six because I'm going with the San Francisco 49ers to bounce back by beating the Cincinnati Bengals. I gotta, I gotta go with the 49ers. Gotta go with the 49ers. It might backfire. I wouldn't be surprised if it does. I wouldn't be surprised if it does. But I got the 49ers. Now here's a game I'm really looking forward to right here. We got the Buffalo Bills. The last, last four o'clock game. We got the Buffalo Bills and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, the Bills are facing an old friend in Tom Brady. Oh, boy, here we go. So the Buffalo Bills are coming off a real tough loss last night to the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots, I believe they ran the ball 45 times last night. Mac Jones only threw the ball three times. I believe believe he was was two for three with 19 yards. Because it was windy out there in Buffalo last night. It was windy. You couldn't do anything kicking-wise. It was more of a running game. The Bills threw the ball quite, you know, quite much, but the Patriots did not. Only three times, and the Patriots now won seven in a row. They got the bye week. It is amazing that the this run the Patriots have been on. It's been amazing. So the Buffalo Bills, their season is really on thin ice going into this game. 
Because this team went from Super Bowl contenders to just pretenders. That's what they are right now. They are pretenders. They really are. They might not even make it to the playoffs. They might not even make it to the playoffs. Because after they play Tampa Bay, I think they have to play Miami, I believe it is. No, no that's, the, uh, that's the Jets. The, the Jets play Miami. They play the Panthers. That's a game you should win. Because then after the Panthers, you got the Patriots, I believe. Yeah, they got the Patriots in New England. We know the Bills haven't had that much success out there in New England in a long time. We know that for a fact. I think the last time they beat New England in New England was like 2016, I believe. That's when they faced Jacoby Brissett. They didn't face, you know, Brady at all. So the Bills' season is really on thin ice. This game, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but this game will determine their season. It will. And Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, coming off beating the Atlanta Falcons. Now they're back home. The Bucs have been an amazing home team this year. They've been an amazing home team this season. I don't believe... No, they have not lost at home this year. All their losses have been on the road. They've lost in L.A. to the Rams. They lost in... um, They lost in New Orleans and in Washington. So they have not lost at home this season. And I believe that streak is going to continue. Because I'm loving the Bucs in this game right here. I am loving the Bucs. You know, I thought maybe they were going to lose one game on the road. I thought maybe they would lose to the Colts on the road. But Leonard Fournette said, nope, that ain't happening. And Rob Gronkowski had a really good game in Atlanta. Definitely looked like prime Gronkowski. So I'm liking this game right here, and I'm lo- I'm loving the Bucs, though. I am absolutely loving the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think, I think the Bills are really going to get exposed in this game. I really feel like they're going to. I don't think Josh Allen's going to be able to handle the pressure at all. This was almost Super Bowl uh, matchup last year. Almost was. The Bills were one win away from it, from it from happening. One win away. And I think the same result could have happened right there. I don't think I don't think Josh Allen would have been able to handle the spotlight in the Super Bowl last year. And I damn sure believe that he's not going to be able to handle the spotlight this Sunday. I don't believe he's going to. I believe he's going to crack. He's going to crumble. He is going to look terrible in this game. That's just what I feel right now. I mean, I could be totally wrong. The Bills' offense could go absolutely off on the Bucs. They absolutely could because they have the talent. But the question is, can they exceed expectations? Because their expectations really is to go off in this game because you have a lot of talent. You have Josh Allen. You have Stephon Diggs. You have Dawson Knox. You still have Cole Beasley. You know, you still have talent on that offense that could really make some noise in Tampa. But I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to get exposed, and the Bucks are a really good home team this year. They have not lost at home, and I for damn sure believe that they're not going to lose at home to the Bills. I don't see that happening. So in the end right here, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning this game against Buffalo. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's a blowout. And if it's a blowout, huh. Sorry, Bills fans. That's all I'm going to say. So now we get to our Sunday night game, and hopefully they flex the Bills and Bucks game to Sunday night because this Sunday night game right here, we got the Bears and the Packers, a good old NFC North uh, matchup right here. I mean, who's going to really want to tune into this game? Unless if you're a Bears and Packers fan, you're not watching this game. Unless you want to just watch Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I can understand that. But, I mean... What casual fan's going to really want to tune into this game unless if it's for Aaron Rodgers? Because you look at these two teams right here. I mean, you got the Chicago Bears. They got embarrassed by the Cardinals. Andy Dalton looked terrible. I believe he threw four interceptions. He just 
there was nothing there to say, right? There's nothing to say. It's just, there's really nothing. They should not be on prime time. I, I hope the NFL flexes the Bills and Bucks to Sunday night. They really should. They, they should not have... The, the, next week, the Packers should be on Sunday night. When they play the Ravens, that game should be on Sunday night. Because next week, Sunday night, they got the Saints and the Bucks. Nobody's going to want to watch that game. Seriously. The way the Saints are playing, come on. Just no. Nobody's going to watch Taysom Hill versus Tom Brady. Nobody's going to want to see that. Unless you're a Saints and Bucks fan. That, that's it. So the Bears, like I said, they're coming off. Coming off getting embarrassed by the Cardinals, as that was expected. It wasn't a blowout, but, you know, they did get embarrassed in their own way right there. Just Dalton playing very shitty. And the Green Bay Packers, they had a bye week last week. They are coming off beating the L.A. Rams. It got interesting towards the end, but the Packers pulled it off. Aaron Rodgers is playing at the MVP level. Wouldn't be surprised if he wins MVP this year. You know, we all thought he was out right there after week one. We thought that he wasn't going to be caring at all. But it was all part of his plan, I guess. It was all part of Aaron Rodgers' plan. Um, in the end right here, I mean, I get it. It's Bears and Packers. Yeah, yeah, classic rivalries. And anybody really cares about this game. Unless if the Bears were a decent team, I think people would care. But I, nobody's really going to. So in the end right here, I got the Green Bay Packers winning this game. That's it. And now we get to the last game of the week, the Monday Night Football game. It's an NFC West matchup between the L.A. Rams and the Arizona Cardinals. Now, this game, this could be game of the year because I'm really looking forward to this. I'm really looking forward to this game because you have an L.A. Rams team right now. They're coming off beating the Jags, coming off blowing out the Jags, I should say, which was expected. But now you're going on the road to Arizona, who is the best team in the NFL from, you know, the whole NFL right here. Who would have thought the Arizona Cardinals would be 10 and 2? Like when JJ Watt made a decision right here, when he made his decision to go to Arizona, I thought he was crazy. Even though most likely he's not going to be coming back this year due to his injury, and I hope that he's doing okay. But I thought he was crazy going to Arizona. I'm like, they're not really going to do much. But they surprised me. Kyler Murray's had an amazing year. DeAndre Hopkins, and, they, and both of him and Hopkins just came back, and Hopkins had a great game against Chicago, made a really good catch with the first touchdown. Just. They're a stacked team, the Arizona Cardinals. They are great from head to toe. Their offense is amazing. Their defense is amazing. Cliff Kingsbury has proven that he is a really good NFL head coach. His first two years, he was kind of meh. But this year, he's been he's been great as a head coach, Cliff Kingsbury. He's been great. He's been a great head coach. He's been criticized a lot the last couple of years, but his first two years, I should say. But he's been good. He's been a good head coach for the, for the Cardinals. I think, wasn't he a head coach when... Uh, when Rosen was the quarterback for a while in his first year, I, I believe he, I think he was. But um, I'm loving this matchup though, I really am. But mm, I, I gotta say though, I do feel bad for the LA Rams in a way because I thought once they got Von Miller, once they got OBJ, I thought they were. I thought that was it. I thought the, I thought the Rams would be like where the Cardinals are right now, being like ten and two, maybe even eleven and one. But they're eight and four. They lost three in a row, but then they blew out the Jags, which is like a moral kind of victory. That's what you're, that's what you're supposed to do. The Jags are a terrible team. They're a joke. You're supposed to blow them out, and that's what they did. But you know, 
going to this game right here, you know, we don't know what how OBJ is going to play because he we know that he's definitely still banged up. He did get a touchdown against Jacksonville. It was kind of a garbage time touchdown, but a touchdown nonetheless. I believe he has now two with L.A. I think he may have had one against Green Bay. So, I mean, if you're OBJ right now, you need to have a monster game right here in Arizona. He needs to have a monster game. He has to. This whole team needs to step it up right here because this is their season. Because I don't think they're going to win the division because if they win, they'll be a game behind Arizona. Actually, no, I think they may play Arizona one more. Actually, no, Arizona, I think beat, they beat them early on this year. Never mind. Arizona already beat them. That was L.A.'s first loss. So this is the last time they'll play them. So if L.A. does win this game, that does put a little more pressure on Arizona because they'd be, they would be a game behind them. I don't know if it really does. Well, it could do a little bit much. It could. But the Rams need this game. They need it more than Arizona, obviously. Obviously, they do. This is their season. Their season is on the line right here, division-wise, because the Rams will still get that wild card spot. They'll still make it to the playoffs. And I still see them as a threat going into the playoffs, whether they win the division or not. Because they still have talent. You still have Matthew Stafford. Still got that running back, Henderson, which I like. And Sony Michelle's a good backup. And you have OBJ. You have Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby. And you have a great defense with you know, Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, Jalen Ramsey. They're still a stacked team. So they can still make some noise in the playoffs, whether they win the division or not. But in the end right here, I think, like I said, we could potentially see game of the year right here. We can get maybe like... Chiefs versus Rams vibes from 2018. Now, that was one of the best games that I've seen right there. That was an amazing game. And I think we could definitely see glimpses of that in this game right here. But the Rams, they need this game. I'm not picking them. I'm not picking them, though, because I believe they will underachieve. They should... And there's no and there's no overachieving this game. They should, you know, play to expectations. They should play at a high level against Arizona. They should play at an elite level with all the elite talent they have... They should really play at that elite level against Arizona. They should be able to beat them. But I just don't think... I just don't think that they're going to be able to. I feel like they're going to make mistakes in this game that they're not going to be able to come back from. And I believe those will be those mistakes will be late in the game. When they're really going to need something big, I don't think they're going to be able to capitalize. Because they need this. They need this so badly. Because, you know... If you really want me to take the Rams, if you really want me to take them seriously, then beat Arizona. If they don't, like I said, they could still be a threat in the playoffs, but then like that hope kind of goes away a little bit. Because they should be at that level right there where they should beat the Cardinals. They really should. But in the end right here, I got the Arizona Cardinals going 11-2 by beating the LA Rams at home. That's just how I see it. And this will be Kyler Murray's first game back at home since injury. Since injury, and I believe same thing for DeAndre Hopkins. So that's big as well. We know Arizona's going to be going crazy. This is the best Arizona team I've seen, obviously, obviously since 2015. They've been an exciting team to watch. They really have been. They deserve that number one seed. They've exceeded expectations. I did not see them as a number one seed. I did not see them leading this division. So they've really surprised me, and I'm sure they surprised a whole lot of people. So I'm looking forward to this game, though. But I said, like I said, in the end, I got the Arizona Cardinals winning this game. So now let's look at my predictions here for Week 14. Let's break them down. 
Steel, so Steelers, Vikings, I got the Steelers. Ravens, Browns, I got the Ravens. Jags and Titans, I got the uh, Titans. Raiders versus Chiefs, I got the Chiefs. Saints versus Jets, I got the Saints. My Cowboys versus the Washington football team, I got my Cowboys. Falcons versus Panthers, I got the Panthers. Seahawks versus Texans, I got the Seahawks. Lions versus Broncos, I got the Broncos. Giants and Chargers, I got the Chargers. 49ers and Bengals, I got the 49ers. Bills and Buccaneers, I got the Buccaneers. Bears and Packers, I got the Packers. And last but definitely certainly not least, possibly game of the year right here, Rams versus Cardinals, I got the Cardinals. But all right, guys, I hope you guys enjoy this episode right here, and hopefully I get to talk to you guys tomorrow. That's if my New York Islanders snap their 11-game losing streak. I was there on Sunday when they lost, but we'll definitely break that down the next time the Islanders win, so I can definitely talk about them a little bit and just think, like, okay, the losing streak is over and this and that, whatever. Hopefully I can talk to you guys tomorrow. If not, then I'll talk to you guys on Thursday with my AEW Dynamite review. I'm looking forward to Dynamite tomorrow. All right, so that's it, guys. So hopefully I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. If not, I'll talk to you guys on Thursday. So enjoy this episode. Enjoy the rest of your night, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Good night, guys. Talk to you soon.